BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. TJ stopping at the free throw line, lobbing it up for the only child who reaches back and hammers it home. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Good evening, BYU basketball fans, and welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. My name is Ben Bagley, and excited to be with you tonight as BYU Cougars. That's the 23rd ranked BYU Cougars, and we'll get back to that in just a second because that's a big part of the storyline tonight. The 23rd ranked BYU Cougars host the Santa Clara Broncos at the Marriott Center into their in their second to last home game this season. The Broncos come into Provo at 18 and nine overall, and having a five and seven WCC records. The Broncos have lost three straight games. They're on a three-game losing streak and have lost four of the last five. They currently sit in seventh in the WCC standings. BYU comes into tonight's game at 21-7, and sitting second place in the WCC, a game and a half ahead of St. Mary's, and that's important. We'll watch. It's time to scoreboard watch later tonight as we look to see what else is going on in the WCC as that game and a half lead over St. Mary's is important because if BYU gets the two-seed, Going into the WCC tournament, which begins two weeks from today in Las Vegas, the Cougars will have the triple bye and not play until Monday's semifinal round, which will be the first game of the tournament, getting the the much-coveted triple bye. And then Gonzaga looks like we'll be getting that. Uh, but what BYU has got BYU fans really excited right now is not two weeks from tonight. While that is exciting, it's the fact for the first time since the end of the 2010-2011 season, the BYU Cougars find themselves ranked in the AP Top 25 poll, entering the poll this week at number 23. Well, in all honesty, a Top 25 ranking means little to the NCAA Selection Committee. It does mean a lot to fans, and in turn, as we talked to BYU players and coaches earlier this week, they recognize the fervor that it gets amongst the fan base, and it means a lot to players and coaches. It's got their attention. I got a chance to talk with BYU wing Zach Selyus about this game tonight, but we started our, pre, our pre, tonight's pre, player pregame conversation talking about that ranking at 23. Here's Zach Selyus. Hi, Zach. You guys are back home for basically this home stretch here. You got these two games this week. But it's a little bit different because there's a number next to BYU when you look at it on the TV with a number 23. What does that national ranking mean right now to this locker room? As you guys, I mean, coaches aside, you guys in the locker room talking about, hey, 23rd rank. What does that mean to you guys? Uh, it's it's awesome. You know, it's great to have that. It's a good accomplishment. It's something that we've tried to achieve for a long time. And, you know, for the past 10 years, I think it has been. And, you know, it's it's great to be acknowledged like that. And But for us, it's kind of just a number. You know, it's still we have to go out there. We have to win games. We have to do what we do. You know, it's it's good to be, you know, acknowledged as that, as a 23rd ranked team. And but it just tells us to get more motivation to get higher. Let's win more games and see where we can go. Is there any pressure that comes with it? I mean, it's kind of nice, but with it all of a sudden, maybe a little bit of a target on your back, or maybe even it pushes you guys uh, individually as, hey, now we got to keep it. Yeah, I mean, there is pressure, but that's only if you let it be pressure. Um, I think we have a big veteran group that we know that it's it's still a game. You know, it doesn't matter about, you know, what – your record is what your rank is it's just about going out there and playing as hard as you can and you know kind of relieving that pressure so that we can go out there and play games you know like we do all season long coming to the end of the season you, the, the light of the end of the tunnel the, the conference tournament's coming up the NCAA tournament 
How close are you guys watching the numbers, whether it's the bracket projections or conference standings or stuff like that? I know Coach Pope says that's the first thing he does every morning, but as players, do you guys pay attention to that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we look at it. You know, it's there. You know, we we kind of are told it every single day, too, by you know our family and friends. You know, we're told it, but... You know, it's still, you know, just like how the rankings are. You know, we just have to keep, you know, seeing it, stay motivated that we want to get there. But the season's not over. We still have a game now Thursday. We still have a game Saturday. And, you know, we want to win those games and before we even start thinking about all that stuff. And so it's just one day at a time. You guys got a game at San Diego without Dalton. Dalton's not going to be available this week again. How big of a uh, missing piece is that right now? Uh, it is a huge missing piece. You know, Dalton is an amazing player. He kind of can do anything, and he's such a great defensive player that you know we'll we'll miss that for sure. But he's such a good leader, and that he's helping us in practice and helping us get ready for the game. That you know, I think him not being on the court will you know be hard for us to adapt, but we can do it. You know, we know how to do it. And we've been going through it all season long with different, you know, kind of adjustments and different things that have happened to our team. But so we know how to adapt and he's just he's part of our team, part of our brotherhood. And we just keep fighting. Now, we're taping this for pregame Santa Clara. But before we get to Santa Clara, what is this team doing not looking ahead to Saturday? Because that's a big game out on the horizon. Human nature is peeking around the corner, see what's coming next. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's a big game, you know, Gonzaga is a good team and you know, it's it's senior night for most everyone and you know, we just have to kind of let it be there for a little bit and focus on Santa Clara and focus that it's not going to be as fun of a game when if you lose to Santa Clara and all that kind of stuff. So we have to take care of business one day at a time. Talk about the Santa Clara team, coach. The first time you get to see them all season long, kind of a weird weird kind of anomaly in the WCC schedule this year. But coach talked about their length and their size. And they like to be physical. And as one of, the, one of the taller guys on the team, this is, puts a little bit more pressure, a little bit more burden on you. What do you see out of the Santa Clara team as you guys have prepped for it? Um, they're a really good team. You know, they have had a good year. And just like coach has said, you know, they are long, they're big, they're strong. You know, and we just have to be able to fight. And I think we've done a good job this year at doing that, at protecting and guarding those type of teams. And I think we just have to keep going and you know, it's it is weird that we haven't played them before, and we don't really know them like we know most other teams. But it's just time to we just have to go out there and play our game and play as hard as we can. Playing these last two games of the season in the Marriott Center and expecting big crowds, big atmosphere, national ranking, all that stuff. What's that going to be like with the fan base in here? Everybody going crazy, excited to see you guys, ready to celebrate that not just the ranking, but what's been a really good season. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, it's no better way to end it like that you know we have such a great fan base and i know even you know if we do make it to the tournament that we'll have a fan base that's even bigger there and it's it's just awesome that how loyal and how awesome our fans are and so it'll be it'll be cool to see them these couple days i want to i want to end on this let's rewind uh seven eight months ago Mark Pope gets a job. He comes in. He talks about, I don't want realistic expectations. We're going to dream about the impossible. Mm-hmm. When, when, as a player, your new coach comes in, he says stuff like that. What's going through your mind as a player then? And now fast forward to now, what are you thinking about with that? Um, you know, at first you're just kind of like, man, that's crazy. Like, why? <laughs> like, 
Like, how are we going to do that? But we start going. We start doing practice in the summer. We getting ready for to go to Italy, you know, and it all starts coming together. And you're like, man, we could do this. We really could. And we have the guys to do it. And now coming to here, it's, you know, you're like, wow, we really went through all that for this reason. You know, we went through two-a-days for this reason. And, you know, it all worked out. And it gives us a lot of trust in Coach Pope and what we did during the summer to help us get here. And so it's awesome to see our work pay out the way it has. At what point this season did the unrealistic expectations become realistic expectations in the locker room? I think our first game. I think when we realized how how fun it is to play with this team, how the connections with each other are, and the way that we you know, have really created a family here, it's made us believe that we can do you know, anything, and anything is possible. Zach, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you go. BYU wing Zach Selyus there in our Cougar pregame conversation with, uh, with Zach. Some interesting comments from Zach. It's, it's funny, as a player – you want to you want to keep those blinders on and that tunnel vision on looking to the next game, Santa Clara being that game tonight. Uh, but it's hard at this point of the season when things are going well and you're getting the national recognition, you're getting the rankings, you're getting the you look at the numbers in Ken Palm and and the bracketology and all these numbers are going in your direction. The fan base is going crazy and you're going to class and everybody's like, "Hey Zach, did you see the latest?" And all of a sudden, it's hard to kind of push that stuff out and focus on this next game everybody's everybody's excited and ramped up looking for Gonzaga coming in here on Saturday but this team has done a good job of that and you heard Zach talking about it there it's about Santa Clara tonight because this game is and this is full coach speak I understand it but this is what Mark Pope said earlier this week this game is the next biggest game and it is for this Cougar program if they're going to keep things going speaking of Santa Clara a weird anomaly in the schedule with the new WCCC the WCC schedule uh, format is this is the first time BYU's played Santa Clara in over a year. The last time the Broncos faced the Cougars was on January 12th of 2019, over a year ago. BYU won that game 80-74 to in, uh, in San, at Santa Clara. Interesting stat carrying over from last season, that 80-74 victory to this season. You look at the points per game given up by these two teams or average scoring by these two teams, 80 points for BYU, 76 for Santa Clara. So it almost mirrors the outcome of that game. Interesting stat there. Hey, coming up in just a second, we'll talk more about uh, this game with Mark Durant. We'll talk a look at some numbers about the BYU Cougars. But they, first, this season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help find humanitarian services and pro- to help fund humanitarian services and programs. They picked a great year to do it as BYU's draining it from three all over the place. Hey, after a quick timeout, some numbers that matter as far as NCAA tournament resumes for BYU hoops, and we'll talk to Mark Durant. We'll let you know what the experts have to say about the Cougars and more. You're listening to the BYU Cougar pregame show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Ben Bagley with more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Welcome into Cougar pregame live. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars, the number twenty third ranked BYU Cougars facing the hosting the Santa Clara Broncos. That's coming up in just a second. In a moment, we'll also check back in at the Marriott Center and talk to Mark Durant courtside for our courtside conversation. But first, let's take a look at some numbers that matter. We talked in the first segment about the twenty, the ranking of twenty three for the BYU Cougars, and while that's nice and it looks great on the bottom line when you're watching a game and it says. BYU ranked 23rd facing Santa Clara. That's nice, and it gets fans excited. When it comes to tournament selection committee, that 23 doesn't really mean anything. These are the numbers that mean things for the tournament committee. And these are the numbers that they put on their team sheets that every, every one of the selection committee takes, sits down and looks at. BYU is 20th overall in the net rankings. In KPI, they are 39th. In SOR, they are 30th. In BPI, they are 21. Ken Pomeroy has them 18. That's the high ranking of these numbers. 18th in the Ken Palm numbers, and Sagarin has them at 26. So BYU right now, outside of the KPI in those rankings, is top 30 in the country in each one of those ranking categories. That's beautiful for BYU. And what does that translate to? Well, that translates to this. In the latest ESPN Joe Lenardi bracketology, Joe Lenardi has BYU as a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament facing Cincinnati in in St. Louis in the opening round. So a six seed for BYU right now by Jill Lenardi. Looking at Bracket Matrix, a, a, a website that compiles almost every bracket out there, does all the numbers for you. You look at this right now, BYU is in 116 of 116 brackets. Their average seed in 116 brackets is a 7.36 seed. Their high is a five seed. Their low is an 11 seed. So BYU looks really good in the brackets. You're looking at it someplace in between ah, probably a 6-8 to eight seed right now for BYU. Depending on which philosophy you, you kind of subscribe to, that's a good spot or a bad spot. A lot of people don't want to see BYU in that 8-9 seed area because, at, well, number one, it's a tough game. 8-9, you're pretty two like teams. And then if you win that one, you're more likely facing a one seed. That's not really the best possible place to be in the brackets. You want to probably slide up to that 6-7 range or maybe even all the way down to the 10 to get kind of a, a, a different path there. But that's where you sit in the bracket matrix side of things. Just looking at a couple of other national rankings or national uh, prognosticators and what they're saying about BYU. Uh, Andy Katz has BYU as a 19 in his power rankings, a top 20 team there. Jeff Goodman from Stadium Sports, he has them at a 20. So right there, top 20. 19 from Andy Katz, 20 from Jeff Goodman. CBS Sports top 25 have the Cougars uh, number 22 in their top 25. We spoke with Jay Billis earlier this week on BYU TV on BYU Sports Nation, and Billis has them as high as a sixth seed when he looks at it, saying that if the Cougars – Win, uh, get a win against Gonzaga. They're here at the NCAA tournament. That could jump up to a five seed for the BYU Cougars. Another thing the selection committee looks at very closely is wins, and they break these down in quads. Quads one, two, three, and four, depending on where your opponent ranks uh, right now, not at the time you play them. That kind of fluctuates over the season. Right now, BYU's two and four in quad one games with wins over both Houston and Utah State. The Aggies slipped a little bit after BYU beat them. But they've, they're on a little bit of a run here and have climbed back up into that quad one status, giving BYU a 2-4 and four record over quad one teams. They have one more opportunity in the regular season versus a quad one team, and that'll be Saturday night against Gonzaga. Uh, they are 4-3 and three in quad two games with wins over St. Mary's at Holmes, Vatech, UCLA, and at Pacific. 
Pepperdine coming up next Saturday, a week from Saturday, is listed as a current quad two possibility as well. So you got one more quad one game and another quad two game on the schedule. Tonight's game qualifies as a quad four game, and BYU right now is 14-0 and in quad three and four games. That's a lot of numbers for you there, but that gives you an idea of where BYU sits when it comes to bracketology. Remember, the WCC tournament starts two weeks from today in Las Vegas. Four weeks from today, the NCAA tournament starts, and BYU will be participating. Coming up next, after a quick timeout, we'll talk to Mark Durant, courtside at the Marriott Center, uh, as Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. It's time for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant. Mark, good to be with you again. BYU's a top 25 team. Well, are you in top 25 form? I've never been ranked in any area of my life (laughs) in the top 25, but I... I just try and be kind of mediocre at everything, and that's gotten me this far. <laughs> hey, and that's a good place to be. Hey, let's let's start there with this top twenty-five ranking. I mean, Cougar Nation, BYU fans, a buzz over this number. It's been since two thousand eleven, the end of the season, when the Cougars were ranked tenth uh, in the poll. The last time BYU found themselves ranked as a top twenty-five team. Now, while fans are all excited about it, and it's fun to talk about with you and I and everybody else, what does this ranking mean to a player? Uh, it meant a lot to me. Uh, we were only ranked a couple times, and uh, I mean that, that is evidence as a player and is validation as a player that you're a really good team, and you work hard to get that and the recognition, and you know being talked about in the uh, as a you know a upper seed in the NCAA tournament. I mean those things that that's <laughs> that's catnip for a player for a Cougar. I mean you you're loving that, and it just like you said it doesn't happen a lot here. And you hope you can uh, kind of just keep it going. And, and what, what you hope is you, then you're kind of like a Gonzaga and you, you're recognized as a good program where people want to go and transfers want to go. And, and, you know, it's a good got, – got a good coach and you're going to be in the tournament every year. It helps with recruiting and it kind of builds on itself. But it's hard to get there. It is a mountain. And congrats to BYU for getting there. It takes a lot of work. And, and uh, now – now you're on the mountain and people want, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're playing a top 25 team. We're going to give you our best shot. BYU's always had that to an extent, but now this is a chance for a Santa Clara team who's, you know, kind of faltered the last few weeks in conference to kind of right the ship and, and get a marquee win for their season. And, and so you, once you're on the mountain, people want to bring you down. And so you've got to be ready to go. Let's talk about these Santa Clara Broncos. Coach Pope said earlier this week that the couple of things that stood out about this Broncos team to him in watching film was their physicality and their length. I think I, I didn't know that this was a stat that they actually kept track of, but he's told me multiple times this week that Santa Clara is the 15th longest team in NCAA hoops. I didn't know that they tracked that, but apparently they do. Is that something that could give BYU a problem tonight? Yes, yes, it could. I mean, only sometimes struggles with uh, with tall guys it kind of depends on the tall guys if if it's a shot blocker tall guy yoli does fine but if it's a guy that just keeps his body between yoli and the basket and is strong 
Yoli sometimes struggles. It's hard to, for him to shoot over the top of that. He, he sometimes resorts to the fadeaway or whatever. And obviously BYU, especially with Nixon out, even with Nixon, is uh, is fairly undersized. So that's why it's even more important that you have Colby Lee. It's a big important game for him, and 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 also Gavin Baxter. I mean, it's nice to have him in there. He's one of the few guys you have that can match that that size and uh, and be that type of player. And not just. To, I mean, this will be a good test tonight with that size but then you got the real test with Gonzaga and that's where I really think Gavin can make a difference because uh, I mean you can make up for a lot of deficiencies in your games but it's hard to make up for size and athleticism and, and Gonzaga can sometimes just overwhelm you with that even if you're kind of equally matched skills wise and so when you have a guy like Gavin and you know I'm not expecting too much of Gavin but what he does give you is some rim protection gives you athleticism gives you a rebounder in there so uh he and uh, and colby colby both for this game and the next game when you're playing such big teams will really have an important role i think between gavin and colby then you throw in there as well connor harding and zach Selius is the guys are going to kind of have to play bigger than they actually usually do without dalton nixon but let's go back to gavin because that's interesting coming back off of uh off of his injury burning his red shirt season wanted to be a part of this team since since coming back, I mean, to be fair to the situation, Mark, he's looked rusty, a little, a little bit of out of sorts. It's been kind of, uh, I don't know what I don't know what to expect from Gavin so far. Uh, talking to Coach Pope yesterday, he said Gavin has made a lot of progress in the last three practices and looks good. He doesn't expect him to make huge progress in games. It's going to be a step by step thing. So, with all that said, what do you expect from Gavin? Well, Gavin has uh, what I call Bambi syndrome. What that means is, you remember the scene in Bambi when he's just starting to learn how to walk, and his <laughs> his legs are kind of going every which way. And you know, is he going to? I mean, he, he's he's that way right now, and he was that way when he started last year. And I thought, man, we, we this can be interesting with this Baxter kid. I heard a lot of stuff about him, and I'm not all that impressed. But by the by the end of the year, he had really you know, calmed himself down, was confident knew what he was going to do with the ball when he got it, playing aggressively. And I don't think it'll take that long this time. I think it'll just be a few games. But he needs just to be comfortable on the floor. And and what I would say to him is, Gavin, you block shots and you rebound. That's all you think about. If you do get the ball, you go attack the rim. You don't. You know, sometimes he gets it. He doesn't, you know, should I shoot it here? Should I pass it? And he gets lost and he kind of throws it up half-heartedly. If you're going to shoot, you go with a mind like go right to the rim i'm gonna go dunk this i'm gonna do something with it rather than kind of be indecisive and so i think when he gets his feet under him and and he kind of gets that confidence back and we always talk about the game slowing down it really does slow down he just needs that a little bit and the more minutes he gets that that process will accelerate very quickly and he'll get a chance to get those minutes you know coming up here in the next few games for all the reasons we've already talked about Mark, Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen proudly presents the keys to the game. we got 15 seconds. What's your biggest key to the game, Mark? Well, I think with the, with the size of the Broncos, you just want to be around even with them uh, on the offensive boards, rebounding in general. If you can do that, you take away a big advantage for them. It'll be hard for them to win on the road. Thanks, Mark. That's Mark Durant, courtside at the Marriott Center. Coming up next, we'll send you back to the Marriott Center for more of Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rebell. You're listening to the BYU Basketball Pregame on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America's cash bonus on balance transfers. Now, let's head back to the MoBetta's courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. Third-ranked, BYU plays for a seventh straight win and a 12th consecutive home win, squaring off with Santa Clara, a team that has won only once ever in the Marriott Center. Back in 1972, BYU's won 20 of the last 21 battles with the Broncos, including the last nine meetings here at the Marriott Center. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel, sitting alongside my 23-year broadcast partner, the former Cougar Hoopster, Mark Durant and uh, Mark, we're headed down the home stretch, and BYU's on a roll at the right time. Six straight wins, 11 straight here at home, and with the league tournament now exactly two weeks away, BYU's on pace for no worse than a second place finish in league and a two seed in Vegas. Crucial to that scenario, of course, is a home win tonight over a slumping Santa Clara squad. Yeah, the Santa Clara squad it surprised me. They start out 16 and four, had a lot of home games, but now they're t- two of their last five, I guess, and. Uh, uh, I mean, I thought they'd be better, and they're, they're really struggling, but yeah, that always scares me a little bit because this is a chance for them to get a big win. We saw that last week. San Diego, one of the worst teams in the league, gave BYU all they can handle. And so you got to know uh, that, that's probably helpful for BYU that that happened because now they know there's anybody in this league could beat them. I mean, you're not good enough. As good as they are, they're not good enough to just walk out and win games. They're, they're going to have to earn these games, and this will, so this this is a big part of what you want to do. I mean, it's like it's like studying your scriptures, Greg. you got the, the tree of life. It's right there. Hold to that rod, baby. Don't let go. Because if you let go, you're going to drift, and, and you're going to find yourself you don't want to be. you got it right in your sights. Now go get it. Hold to the rod and uh, get to that uh, the fruit that is the NCAA tournament, that's that's pretty sweet tasting. As, as you know, we've been there, and as a player, I've been there, and there's nothing better than that. And you've got it right in front of you. It's all set up for you. You can't afford to mess up in a game like tonight. Those are the words of Mark Durant. When we come back, the words of Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Final two home games of the season on tap this weekend with BYU hosting Santa Clara tonight. Gonzaga Saturday. Cougs coming in as a ranked team for the first time in nine years. 23rd in this week's AP poll. So Saturday's game against number two Gonzaga will be the first ever meeting between the Cougs and Zags with both teams in the top 25. But... First, you've got the Broncos tonight. As for this evening, another one of those must-win games. Santa Clara coming in on a three-game skid. The Broncos, as a program, have not won a game in this building since BYU joined the West Coast Conference. Time now for our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. And tonight we get a read on an up-tempo team the Cougars have yet to see in league this season. You know, I like this. They're really long. They're really dangerous. They can really shoot the ball. Uh, from every position, actually, maybe except they're, they're starting five. Um, and with all that said, they do most of their damage at the rim, um, driving at the rim, ducking hard, uh, which is a huge concern for us. And 
they're a talented team, and and um, they've had big wins on the road this year, and and, and we got to take care of business tonight. This is really important. You don't see a lot of teams that play with the pace that Herb's team is playing with right now. Yeah, they're playing really fast. Um, you know, they're not uh, set heavy right now. They're they're kind of coming down, and you're going to see 45 high ball screens tonight in transition, or just walking up half court and and kind of playing out of that. Um, that you know, they've kept it really simple for this young team, and it's been effective for them. Uh, and what they've done is, hey, while they don't have a huge package of actions, the actions they have, they've made them uh, incredibly difficult to guard, and um, so they've done a nice job that way. But as you say, though, transition is the buzzword tonight. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, you'll see uh, 14 and 24, uh, you know, uh, as soon as they think that they have the rebound, they're both going to peel out and sprint the wings. Um, you know, when Zero checks in the game, he's a terrific run, rim runner. And, uh, you know, 12 going down the floor in the middle, it gets gets duck after duck after duck. Uh, and 13 is a is a really good trail four. You know, he's a 4-5, but he can really shoot. He hasn't shot it well recently, but he's a, he's a talented shooter. And so they, they, they know exactly what they want to do in transition, and they really fight hard to get transition possessions. Yeah, they're long, but like you said, probably more runners than crashers, right? I mean, rebounds aren't the, the, their strength. Yeah, it's interesting. It's actually really interesting. It's something that we've talked about a lot is, is, is curious exactly why that is. Um, um, but but they haven't dominated teams on the glass. Uh, it's also a place where we are always incredibly um, cautious because we know it's not a place that, of the, a part of the game that comes easy to us. So we have to be really active on the glass tonight. Your team right now is is truly embodying uh, the one game at a time mentality. There is a laser focus on one thing and one thing only tonight. Well, there has been, you know, up to this point. I've been really proud of us uh, in terms of of of, of com- approaching every game uh, like it's going to be the hardest game that we played all season long. And and it's, it's not a hard sell on this one. This right. is this is a really challenging game, uh, but. You know, it also is uh, that's a that's a rare quality. Uh, not a lot of teams have it, and it's not easy to hold on to. And so, you know, we have to stay dialed in right now. Um, you know, at the end of the season, for everybody, there's more distractions for everybody, and we have to stay clear of those and and be focused like we have all season on this game tonight. Uh, you know, this is going to be a battle from start to finish, and and uh, it's a really important game for us. And we also have to get better. We don't have that much time left. You know the. I feel anxiousness and urgency because the season's coming to a close and and, and we still have a, a sprint to do to get to as good as we want to be to compete here. You're going to miss a battler like Dalton Nixon in a game like this and in all games. But man, I'm impressed with how these guys speak about him and not just about him, but about how his absence hopefully will energize the rest of his teammates to play like him. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't replace him, um, but, but we it's it's all of our guys recognize um the core essential part of this team that he's been all season long um, with all kinds of different rosters around him and and uh, we know that we have some ground to make up in a bunch of statistical areas and and even more importantly in a bunch of areas that are not uh, compiled in the stats and and I think the guys will do a good job with that. You have two home games this weekend and you're going to see a full and vibrant buildings on both nights and the hope is that uh, that becomes worth a few points to you here and and Saturday. Yeah I mean it's a special place to play and and um, and and I, I'm, I am. I'm, I'm really glad that people kind of get to come witness these guys and and take in uh, a feel in person of, of what they've accomplished so far this season and what we're working hard to accomplish. We, we still have a lot of season left and we still have a huge work to do. And, and um, so I'm glad people can be here and see it. It won't start for you two weeks from today, but the league tournament is two weeks away now. 
Yeah, it's close. Um, it, it's everything's coming fast. You know, this is our, our, this is our last home weekend, so um, we are in it right now. And and uh, it's the time of year when all kind of crazy things happen. And and you know, we just have to stay focused on: can we get better tonight? Can we fight harder than we've ever fought tonight? And and then we'll trust that the rest of the, the rest of the game will take care of itself. That is the hope, Coach. Good luck in this one. We'll talk to you after the game. Thanks, Ray. That is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. Also brought to you by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Mobetta's courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the Marriott Center. It's BYU and Santa Clara, one of four games on tonight's WCC slate. The BYU with a win assures itself of no worse than a three seed at the WCC tournament in Las Vegas. But the Cougs' sights are set on that two Mathematically, they're still alive for the one, but Gonzaga's uh, got all but a lock on that. Zags with a win tonight can clinch no worse than a share of the West Coast Conference crown. The Zags, of course, in Provo on Saturday. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Rubel with Mark Durant courtside. Our statistician, Nate Slack. Ben Bagley is our studio host in for Jason Shepard. Our control board operator, Jack Bagley. Coordinating producer, as always, is Terry South. Our BYU radio engineer this evening is Sean Fay. And our broadcast interns are Jeffrey Carroll and Connor Aist. We are coming to you live on the new skin BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, over the air flagship KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates and on the BYU Cougars app and the BYU Radio app, plus BYUcougars.com slash live radio on most nights. Baseball taking that over tonight, but we are on BYURadio.org for your basketball needs this evening. You can hear play-by-play archives and highlights on the BYU Basketball Podcast. Well, when one considers for a moment uh, all that BYU's been through in the last 10 months, sudden coaching change, uh, a player departure, uh, then a player return, and then a suspension, the myriad injuries BYU suffered from start to finish this season to be nationally ranked and in position for a return to the NCAA tournament is nothing short of remarkable. The job isn't done yet, Mark, but, man, BYU's on the verge of something, well, I think already pretty special. Yeah, I mean, after that season, we had the... The, the postseason dinner, and the next day Yoli declares for the draft, and you're just like, I, how's this team going to be? I mean, there are a lot of questions. And then everything that's transpired, and the, now you have Yoli, you have all these seniors, got Jake coming in, and it's turned out to be a really remarkable team that's playing great basketball. And, it, you know, it's it's harder now, Greg, uh, back, back in back in my day, which is just a couple years ago, of course, but – uh, I mean, the, the formula was you win 20 games, you get in the tournament. I mean, that's kind of what you did. Now, now you got to kind of do win a certain number of games, and you got the whole P5 landscape. It's harder for 
a school like BYU to get an at-large bid, and you got all these numbers, and you're trying to – I mean, it's hard to get in the tournament if you're BYU, and they've really set themselves up to be in a nice spot, uh, regardless of what happens Saturday, which would be, you know, awesome to, to get a win against Gonzaga. And I think it's it's certainly possible, but this is, these are the games that really concern me, this game and Pepperdine. BYU's really got to take care of business. They're good enough that they should win both of those games and and write their own pathway into the tournament. And so I'm I'm hoping they can do that and keep playing like they have been and and get better and being a be healthy. Uh, knock on wood with Dalton and at playing their best basketball. If you do get to the NCAA tournament, you mentioned those must-win games for a moment and consider the fact that BYU's not lost a game to any team outside the net top 100 this year. Well, both Santa Clara and Pepperdine are outside the net top 100 so if BYU just does what it's been doing they'll be no worse than the two seed and they won't play their first game in Vegas till that semifinal Monday yeah, and part of the problem has been that the committee can always point to several games that are outside you know bad bad losses and BYU just doesn't have any of those this year which which really helps when it when it comes down to the, the you know the rubber meeting the road and they're trying to make decisions so they've taken care of business so far and need to keep doing that all right coming up after the break we'll hear from Santa Clara assistant coach Ryan Madry as the BYU store Cougar tip-off show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin BYU Sports Network This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. Tonight here in the Marriott Center, 21-7. BYU hosting 18-9 Santa Clara. The Cougars 10-3 in solo second place in the WCC. The Broncos 5-7 in conference and trying to stay out of the first round games on Thursday at the league tournament. I say Thursday. That Thursday is now two weeks from today in Las Vegas. Santa Clara got off to a solid start in league Wins against St. Mary's on the road, by the way, and Pacific. So, wow, you beat those two teams pretty good. Uh, But Herb Sendek's team has lost now three straight and five of seven coming into tonight. And as noted, uh, the team has never, ever won a WCC game here in the Marriott Center. short time ago, I spoke with Santa Clara assistant coach Ryan Madry here courtside about attempting to snap a three-game skid here tonight. You know, I like the spirit of our guys. Our guys are great character guys, right? So when we've hit adversity in the past, we've always responded. Um, and I expect our guys to do the same here. You know, um, they, they kind of really enjoy playing in, in great atmospheres like tonight. And so, um, you know, I know they've been excited to play. How much did it hamper you guys to be without Willie for as many games as he's had to miss? Yeah, I think, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think we have – good enough talent even without Willie to win games and we've proven that throughout the conference season but um, you know it, it can take its toll um, just losing size like that in our league you know you got to have size and um, you know obviously everything he's able to do around the rim away from the rim how versatile he is uh, but his size helps it really impacts the game for us you guys last played LMU uh, right after they played BYU and uh, what, what did LMU do uh, to get you at your place uh, in kind of a lower scoring game yeah, I think they controlled the tempo and kept it at their at their pace. We we weren't able to play as freely um, as we have been. We've usually been able to dictate kind of the pace that we want to play, and for whatever reason in that game, they did a good job of kind of taking us out of that and and playing it, making it a slower paced game. And so we 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 weren't able to make the plays do, down the stretch to win the game. The game before that, I think USF goes on a, a 22 to three run on you, and, and BYU is on the receiving end of a 21 nothing run at USF, so they can do that. They're very capable of doing that, and they, you know we're not the only team that they've done that to and um, again again they, they kind of dictated a little bit what we 
what they wanted to do against us in, a, in that stretch, and that was the game. Um, but I, I expect our guys to really play well tonight. Do you see BYU wanting to get up and down with you a little bit tonight? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I think they, they like to run. They like to play a fast pace. They they take quick shots, but they're quality shots for them. What would be bad shots maybe for another team is a great shot for them. So the, the pace of the game I think is going to be a quick and fast-paced game. I think uh, it'll be an entertaining style of basketball tonight. What are you guys playing for right now as we head down the stretch? What's top of mind for you guys? I mean, we, you know, our whole focus is just winning the next game, you know, and and I think if we focus on that, then everything else takes care of itself. But our message to our guys have been completely living the moment now. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. You're not playing for anything else but that next game and winning that game. Having seen as much of the league as you've seen to this point, those who say it's a three-bid league are right on target? Yeah, I mean, there's – yeah, there and – and I, but I think the team is, I mean, I think the league is heavy from top to bottom. It's very, very, it's a quality league. And I think the nation's starting to realize how good the league really is. I mean, Pepperdine's very good. Uh, UOP obviously is having a great season. Um, you know, I think anything can happen in that conference tournament. Really do. Being in the Marriott Center here on, on closing week for the Cougars, last couple of home games, you expect a pretty good vibe probably. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, for, if it's anything like what we saw on film, you know, you guys get a great crowd and, uh, like I said, our guys are excited to play in an atmosphere like that. Okay. Well, thanks for your time in the preview, and best of luck down the stretch, and good luck in Vegas. My pleasure. That is Santa Clara assistant coach Ryan Madry here at the Marriott Center. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. T.J. Haas will tonight make his 130th start as a BYU Cougar, tying him with Kyle Collinsworth for second place all-time at BYU in that category. Who is the Cougars' career record holder for games started? The answer coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. As we approach the top of the hour, let us pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU in Santa Clara coming up top of the hour. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. TJ Haas will tonight make his 130th start as a BYU Cougar, tying him with Kyle Collinsworth for second place all-time in career starts at BYU, who is the Cougars' career record holder for games started. So not, not consecutive, just games all started. Yep. It's probably his his brother, Tyler. I know he wasn't consecutive because he was injured one time. But you're exactly right. It is his brother, Tyler. So by the time this thing's all said and done, the top two <laughs> Ironmen, if you will, will be the Haas brothers. That's something. Well... I don't know what I'm going to do when we have what, – how long do we have to wait for a, a Haas to be back? About 16, 17 about, about years. About 18 years. It may, may be too long. That is terrible. Yeah, somebody said today on Twitter, are you going to call a third generation or another – I'm not sure we're going to make it that long. <laughs> I hope not. I think Tyson Ralph may do it for somebody else, yeah. but uh, that, that, that is pretty remarkable. All right, a few final thoughts before tip-off coming your way next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. 
All right, so getting you set for BYU and Santa Clara here at the Marriott Center. So, uh, Mark, how much of a red flag and how much of it was maybe just a shock to the system that BYU maybe didn't play its best in their first game without Dalton Nixon? Yeah, it, it makes a difference. I mean, you talk about glue guys, you know, that word. He, he is the epitome of that. He makes a lot of things happen for you, makes things easier when he's not on the floor. It's different. I don't know if he was all the reason, but that was part of it. I do know this. BYU didn't draw any charges, I don't think, on Saturday <laughs> against San Diego. No, uh, you lose about four a game without Dalton on the floor. Uh, he's so good at that, and uh, BYU now plays. Uh, again, they've had almost a week now to kind of figure it out. Uh, he, he, he occupies a lot of important roles, and I think Gavin Baxter uh, obviously assumes a larger uh, position and a role without uh, without Dalton out there. He, he's a big part now. He's got to get better really quick, Greg. And uh, Connor Harding, someone that uh, will be looked to to fill a lot of the same roles. Zach Selyus in the same mix, right? Connor has been playing great, and uh, I'm so excited for him, and he needs to keep that up. He's going to be a big part of uh, what BYU needs to do. All right, we are getting set for tip-off of BYU and Santa Clara right after this. You've been listening to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.